This is Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell on the Forge Audio Network. Forge fans, welcome back to another episode. Today is June 22nd, 2023. I am your host, Mackenzie Barwell, here to give you all things Forge FC. And for the second time now, I am joined by Charlie O'Connor-Clark. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the first episode I did with him a couple weeks ago, he's a reporter and analyst for the CPL. Charlie's been with the league since the start in 2019, so he's got some interesting insight on both Forge FC, but also the CPL as a whole. We chatted about everything going on with the team, including their most recent matchup against Vancouver, and then the upcoming game as well against Atletico Ottawa on Sunday. So without further ado, let's get into our conversation. Charlie, welcome back to Forge Daily. How are you? I am doing great. Thanks for having me. You know, not only one of the inaugural guests, but now the first returning guest. So. Oh, really? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. All right. Um, well, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely happy to have you back. I'm a big fan of yours and your content that you produce for the CPL. I want to start by addressing the past few uh, matchups from Forge. We were briefly talking about it just before we started recording here. Um, were you able to stay awake for that 10 p.m. game versus uh, Vancouver on Tuesday? <laughs> just about, I think. Just, just barely. The late. You one. have to say that, right? We have to <laughs> say that we were awake for the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was a very strange game. And I, and I think maybe because it was so late at night that there were times when I wasn't quite sure that that was actually happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, am I dreaming? <laughs> yeah. From a neutral's perspective, it's it's a great story for you know, Vancouver to to have their first home win and for it to come two 0 against the defending champions. So that's a great story for them. But if you're Forge, uh, and and this is obviously a Forge podcast, uh, it is very disappointing, I think, to go and play a team like Vancouver who had been struggling recently. You know, it hadn't looked very good the weekend before in Ottawa, and to go into their their building and you know, for large parts, especially early in the game, play pretty well, but just give up really uncharacteristic mistakes, give away goals, and then not take your own chances at the other end. And then that's kind of the way that it happens in soccer sometimes. Yeah, we saw Mandricar James move to the forward position in the yeah. second half. What did you make of that when you saw that? It was strange. I kind of, yeah, I think it's kind of one that you do understand in the context because I mean, not only is Mandricar James a very good, intelligent, talented footballer with a lot of experience, but it's also a game where Vancouver is up 2-0. They're putting up almost all of their bodies in the box to try and protect that area, right? When they're they're leading 2-0, protecting that lead, they know Forge is going to have the ball. And James is probably the best player Forge had on the pitch in the air. Yeah. So I think in a, in a situation like that where maybe your best option is not to try and play it into feet in the box because there's just so many guys in there. You're trying to get it over the top and, and play it to a head. And I think in that situation, it actually does make sense to me. Uh, it didn't quite work out, but I think it is one of those games where really you don't have a choice but to get a little creative because nothing else is working. So I, I don't I don't really have a problem with the, the idea. It just didn't end up working out, I guess. Yeah, lots of experimenting to try and make something happen there. I'm not sure if you got a chance to... Uh sit down during the um, post-match press conference or listen into that. But Coach Bobby has this way of maintaining his composure and, and staying positive 
What can you say about his response or his demeanor, I should say, in these kinds of situations? Do you find that sort of thing from a coaching standpoint is rare to see in the CPL? I don't think so. I think I think a lot of coaches will feel similarly. But one thing that Bobby would definitely say all, all, all the time is that it's you can't get too high when you win. You can't get too low when you lose. I mean, if if you start letting yourself get overly emotional after a loss like that, or, or you start overthinking things or straying from your identity and your path, then that kind of can snowball and get even worse. And then all of a sudden, you know, the confidence, confidence is dipping and you're, you're playing a way that maybe you shouldn't be or don't want to be. So I think it's, it's kind of important to keep that at least publicly, that face of, uh, you know, we're we're still not panicking. You know, what we we're, we're still uh, pretty confident in what we have here. We know we think that it's going to work out sooner rather than later. Obviously, internally, there's definitely things that you change, and there's things that you work on. There's players that you maybe talk to and, and try and figure out how you can turn things around a little bit. But I think the overarching message coming out of a club, especially one like Forge right now, which is at a pretty low point, um, you can't. You can't really let other teams have the idea that you feel that way, right? Right, right. Do you find that there's a storyline going around in the league that other teams have kind of cracked the code for Forge? Or or you could just kind of more of the mindset where, you know, Forge just can't score and they're still dominating these matchups. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, I don't think that it's a, it's a case of you know other teams figuring out exactly what you need to do against Forge because... Forge are are a very they're a versatile team, and I think no team goes into a game planning for their opponents midfielders to pass it directly to them, right? <laughs> you can't you can't because uh, a lot of the things that are going wrong for Forge are individual errors or like moments of where the focus isn't there. Right, right, uncharacteristic error. Right, we've heard that a couple times. Exactly, recently. and yeah. I think if you're a team like Forge, then you do have. <laughs> It, it it's just such a weird situation where again you as a coach you're maybe scratching your head a little bit and you're like I don't really know what else I can do because we're creating the shots we've got the chances the ball's just not yes. going in at all but I think yeah. it, at this point the opportunity if you're a fan of Forge then one, now that you're 12 games into the season it probably doesn't give you as much confidence as it might earlier in the season for a for a team to come out and say hey look we're we think that we're playing well. We think we're doing things right. We're just losing games. And if you're if you're at this point in the season nearly the halfway mark, then I think that that's a little bit tougher to swallow than maybe earlier in the year, right? Yeah, and earlier they they had the best start to their season yet, right. eleven points in the first five games, and now they're stuck in this scoreless stint over the past three games, uh, no goals. I know we talked about this inability to finish here, but do you feel like you've noticed anything different aside from that that may have kind of caused this momentum shift? It's really tough to pin down. I know a few people have spoken about how there's been so much rotation in the team. There's been so many players coming in and out that maybe they haven't found a a correct kind of combination or, or one that works best for this team to score goals. I don't know if I totally buy that yet um, at the moment because you think that all of the players that are coming in up front, your Passius, your Campbell, Borges, Schwanier, Jordan Hamilton, uh, all of these players should be, they're training with each other every day, right? So they should be able to to have some sort of connection 
to put the ball in the net. And I think, again, you getting to the areas, it's just it gets to a point where maybe when, when the ball is not going in for you at times, I think you need to you need players to just step up and hit it at the net. It's interesting to see how some people spin the depth of this team some people might see as their biggest strength as their biggest weakness you know yeah yeah it's it's tough because I think any if you ask any of the other seven coaches in the CPL um if they think that it's an advantage to have a weaker bench or less depth they would say absolutely not yeah yeah. (laughs) I I would love to have the squad depth that Forge does right I think any any coach would probably say that so I I really don't think it's necessarily that there might be something to the idea of that certain players work better with others in certain games against teams that defend in a way, in some kind of way. Um, and, and maybe sometimes it's it's been the wrong combination for an, an individual game. But again, these are players that know each other well. Most of them have been together for quite a while now. So uh, I, I think it's not necessarily a, a case of these players can't play with one another or that they don't know each other well enough because they obviously must at this point so yeah you mentioned earlier too about somebody has to step up and kind of be the guy to to put one in the back of the net I was gonna save this question for later but I might as well now while we're on the topic who do you see being being that guy for Forge and ending this scoreless streak I think I have a guess for what you're gonna say the the immediate answer is always Wubens Passius (laughs) who was that guy last year as well I think when Forge went through a bit of a slump and I think it was June, he hadn't been scoring a lot either. And all of a sudden he goes on a run where he scores like, I I can't remember, like six goals in four games or something. And Forge are way back up near the top of the table. Mm -hmm. And he does feel like the guy who is historically throughout his time at Forge has been the best finisher on his team. I think that is what they need. Um, But you, maybe right. you also give a shout out to somebody like Taryn Campbell, who's actually, I think, been maybe the most effective goal dangerous player on the team a lot of times this year. I think Jordan Hamilton has more goals than him. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's three to two, although I think Campbell has a Canadian championship yeah, goal. Yeah, he does, but you just got stats like walked up there, eh? <laughs> <laughs> they might be wrong, but I, I have felt a lot of times like Campbell has been very dangerous, uh, especially just yeah, a, yeah. a willingness to kind of take those shots. He scored that one from out of the box against York as well. Um, so, yeah, I think they're, you just need one of them, one of them to take that on their shoulder and break this slump, and then maybe the floodgates open up a little bit yeah. more and the pressure comes off a little bit, and then everybody's playing a little bit easier. Okay, Jeremy, before we wrap things up, Forge taking on Atletico Ottawa this Sunday back in Hamilton. What do you expect to see from Ottawa? Is there some insight that you can give us there in terms of players, their team as a whole? Yeah, Ottawa are a good team who didn't start the season very well, but more recently they've been playing a lot better. Last weekend they were at home against Vancouver FC, and that first half I think was the best half they've played all season. Uh, they they won one nil, but I think they were personally I would have been disappointed not to win three or four nil after that first half because they had so many chances I think they hit the woodwork a few times and just couldn't seem to hit the net Uh, but they were so dangerous in transition they were so uh, dynamic which isn't something that they've always been now when they come on the road to Hamilton they'll probably be a little bit more conservative maybe a little bit a little bit more defensive but there's so many good players on that team that can hurt you uh, on a counterattack or in transition forge 
have done a pretty good job in the past of kind of neutralizing Ollie Bassett, who's obviously a star player in Ottawa, and he's been, again, probably their best player so far this season. You don't want to let Johnny Dos Santos get in behind you. Uh, he's done that when he was with Pacific against Forge. So there's a lot of kind of pace on the wings on that team that Forge have to be careful of. But I think this is a game where Forge will have the ball quite a lot. I will say for Forge heading into this game, they're probably looking at it as a must win. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. At this point in the season, they've uh, what is, they're unbeaten in five. Right. So that's they've only ever done that once before. I think it was it was late last year in the summer, but they've also never lost three games in a row, uh, which they have now. They don't want to extend that streak. So uh, it, it's tough to open the gates against Ottawa. They're not going to make that easy for you. And it's especially when they go on the road, they are not a team that you're likely to score a ton of goals against. But I think I think Bobby and, and the players at Forge will be pretty desperate to score at least two in this game. Okay, Charlie, thank you so much for your insight. This is all very good to know. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you so much. Hey, listen, if you're correct and Woobs goes on a little scoring streak here, you're, you're going to come back and tell me that, you know, I told you so, okay? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, will, I will remember that. <laughs> that will wrap up my conversation with Charlie. A huge thank you to him once again. You can watch his podcast for the CPL on YouTube or listen anywhere else you get your podcasts. Also behind the beard out today. So if you haven't already, go check that out. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you again tomorrow. This has been Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share. 